Well, I'm Graham Lange from Pingley, and this is my wife Shirley for and, 60 years. And we're and we're Sandgropers. Doesn't give me a chance to say who I am. We've got a school photo which actually shows us we had the same teacher year year two and year year one, year two, eleven, uh, seven and eight year olds. He's in the photo which I never knew because I had the photo of my me. Then suddenly when we got married, there was him sitting there with his ears sticking out. My kids have hysterics. She was pretty pretty when she was younger. Oh, that's a terrible thing. I'm pretty ugly now. <laughs> Interestingly enough, my paternal grandmother used to vet my boyfriends. And she said to me when she met Graham, she said, he's got the nicest eyes I've ever seen. Which I thought, hmm, yes, oh, fair enough. <laughs> but that's what Gran said, and I was so impressed. I thought, gee, that's that's a really big thing because I don't think she <clears throat> agreed with some of the boys. <laughs> Sixty years seems impossible. You know, we both looked at each other before this happened. <laughs> And I said, do you feel like you've been married 60 years or even thought about it? We both went so far from our thoughts when we got married that it would be long term. Not that we're looking for a short term, but 60 years and it's gone by in a flash. And that's the thing is that, that's like you said and asked, there's so many things, but it's the 60 years, I don't regret one of them. I think we made a decision early on that we would never argue in front of our kids. That was one really big decision that we made. And, um, and she wouldn't slap me again. <laughs> I, I had two pet lambs when we first got married. I'll make this quick. And he said to me when we were having mutton uh, roast. Right, and he said, oh, beautiful meat. You know, this is just lovely. He said, have you seen your pet lamb? <laughs> <laughs> went like this and, and burst into tears. I was probably married six months. And he came up to me sobbing in the bedroom. He said, don't ever hit me again, but it wasn't your pet lamb. But I said, well, don't ever do that again because I just couldn't bear the thought of it. But a lot of people are like that on farms, as you probably know. If you have a pet, could get could quite easily get slaughtered. I had started volunteering before we were married and I've been volunteering probably ever since and that would be a very long story to tell you that. But um, when I stood for council, um, Graham uh, supported that, which was really important because it was a big job, which we did uh, on council those few years that I was on. I was going to try and make a history book with all the photos and things that I had of all the things that we'd been involved in. And when I wrote them all out, I said to Graham, how on earth did you ever let me get involved in so many things? Because it was appalling how many. And he said, oh, I didn't mind. You were happy doing it. And he said, and that was the important thing. But he did. He supported me all the way through. But my my youngest son, mum, you were never home. And that made me feel terrible. <laughs> well, we've supported each other. And, and I think it's important to say that being supportive of each other and being behind each other is extremely important. And then you make mistakes, and if we forgive each other, that's another important thing. Um, but, yeah, being, being uh, a family and bringing up three kids and enjoying it, and we're always busy. We're never, no, never twiddling our thumbs, really. 
Well, I was born in Pingley, and I'll die in Pingley, so I'll be there forever. My father was a farmer too. Um, so I became a farmer. I didn't think education was my forte and uh, didn't go to university or anything like that. Just came home and worked on the farm. Uh, I've had a great life on the farm, uh, really good. This particular day, I was driving a mob of sheep um, back out the paddock into another paddock. I saw a vision of a cross on that hill and um, it was big and it was really good and I was quite excited about it. Um, some time went by anyway and we didn't. I didn't do anything about it. You used to talk about it all used the time. used to talk about it, but I, I then went looking for a piece of pipe or structure that would be a cross. And I tried to buy some of these SEC, like windmill towers they are, straight up with a peak on top. There's plenty of them around. And um, no, I couldn't get one of those. I thought if I got two, I could sort of two broken ones that somebody had hit with a truck or something. And, a, and the, believe it or not, when Orong Street first opened, Turling Arbor in Perth, and we were driving down this new new road and look, we were looking in the backyard of people's places and there was businesses. these backyards of businesses of businesses and there was these three pipes laying there on the ground and I said to Shell that's what I need and we went in to see the guy and I told him that I was a Christian I wanted to build a cross and I wanted to know if I could buy those pipes and he sort of um, mm, uh, uh, mm. and eventually he said for what you're going to do it for we would let you take two of them um, for a scrap metal price and that was the start of how everything happened for that cross believe it or not another lady rang up and said she wanted to we said we'd like to put a light on it and a few people donated money probably a couple of thousand altogether and then i wanted a light for it and the guy in perth i went to here he said for what you want it for it's yours so all that sort of thing just continued to happen and it's still got a battery in it it still goes well the other the other side graham comes in and says he wants to build a big cross so eight feet high that, that that's what I can see. That's what I can see in my yeah. mind was big. And um, I didn't, um, whatever, you know, he said, it's his thing. But we had a group of people who used to meet and pray down the Avon Valley and they'd start in 2J and Northam mm. and follow th right through. And they were in Pingley this particular day and we'd had the prayer meeting and this lady said, oh, I've just really got this vision of a cross on the hill. She said, it's really strong. And everybody went, oh, maybe it's the hill behind the church, the old Methodist come United Church. And, and I thought, no, God, I think God means the hill that Graham's talking about. And so I went home to him and I said to him, I went home and told him what the lady had said. And I said, and I really feel that you need to get on with it. And that was when we went to Perth, not to look for pipe, but we saw the pipe that day. But it was really interesting because for me, um, I, I just thought, you know, wooden thing up on the hill. I did not think of something 52 feet high and 36 feet wide or something. It's massive. <laughs> and everybody in town was talking about it. And um, the, shire. The, the Shire had not been approached. <laughs> And at this stage, I, had, I'd, I was standing for council and I won the election that year. 
on the same day as the um, Full Gospel Businessmen's Fellowship came down to pray and celebrate this thing going up, had a big, big picnic, big uh, barbecue dinner that night. And here I am down watching them count the the votes and and realising that Graham actually hadn't got permission and my brother <laughs> said, well, you know, you put it up and then ask for forgiveness, yeah. you know, go, well, okay, that's not what I quite had. That's the only way it would have got there. And um, anyway, we agreed that the Shire had to be approached and they could not find any laws or regulations about building crosses and they were trying to find all sorts of reasons what why we could do it anyway in the end i think they just threw their hands up in despair and said uh we'll put a big plaque up there that says anybody that objects to this on the fence fence, um note it and send it to the shire and they only got two 12 letters. They got 12 letters and only two of them were negative. So 10 of them were very positive. And some of the stories attached to to that after it was built, uh, we've got quite an Italian family in town. And this elderly gentleman came up with his wife and he gave me $20 or something. Gave Graham Towards the cost of the lighting. And he said he woke up on the morning and he said he looked out his windows having breakfast and he said... I saw the cross and he made his kids cut a cut some cut um, the limbs off so he could see it perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> but he said and he said but the thing that always makes me tear up really yeah. is that he said I know that the Lord Jesus loves me and he's taking me home and I went, Oh, okay. And he died three months later. But it was like he was so, uh, you know, taken by the fact that there was a cross overlooking his kitchen window. It was a promise. And it was just some of those stories. One lady had a partner who was dying of cancer and he just found peace sitting in his car at the bottom of the, there's a road that goes past. And she said that he he was suffering and um, he would find peace and calm sitting in front of it. And then one lady told me, she said, I've, I've never lived in the country and married into the, into the town. And she said, it was so scary at night time. And she said, we've got a glass door that's the front door. And she said, and it looks straight up at your hill. And she said, for the first time in my life, I can look at that cross and I'm not frightened anymore. So there were the, so many little stories that came out of, out of that. The real estate guy told me that people wanted to be able to buy land where they could see the cross. Or a house. <laughs> yeah. Build a house where they could see it. So it's had, a, had an amazing <laughs> effect. It's been a good life. You couldn't better it, really. We've lived in a good era. Uh, I feel sorry for some of the young ones that are born these days as to where we're heading. However, um, yeah, we've had a good life and, you know, We've done lots of stuff that my parents wouldn't have had the opportunity of doing. They've, they travelled as well, but not as extensive as what we have. And I, and I think more than anything in our life is important is our family and our grandkids. And in our latter years, I think it seems that that's more important than what it was 40, 50 years ago. The kids were 
you know, we were proud of them running or whatever it was. But when they're around and you see what they've achieved and they've got their own family and they look after us and honour us, it's wonderful.